O Radix Jesse, O Root of Jesse, who standest as a sign for the people, before whom kings shall keep silence, and unto whom the Gentiles shall make their supplication, come to deliver us, and tarry not. In this joyful week of Advent, this week of Gaudete Sunday, we have also the days of penance, the ember days. Similar to the joyful fast we have during the octave of Pentecost. For during the octave of Pentecost as well, we have the ember days. Today was formerly by precept a day of fasting and abstinence. And although this is not the current law of the Church, you are invited nevertheless today to practice fasting and abstinence as several holy bishops throughout the world have exhorted us to do this year, most especially our dearly departed Bishop Morlino, who especially exhorted his flock earlier this year to observe the Ember Days this year and practice fasting and abstinence, especially in reparation for the sins of the clergy. If you choose then to observe this in the traditional way, that would mean that today, as on days such as Ash Wednesday or Good Friday, you would have one full meal and two smaller meals which do not equal a meal and no meat throughout the day. Yesterday, we celebrated the Feast of the Expectation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And as I mentioned to you then, the Church has always had in her mind the mystery of the Annunciation during this time. This we find today for the Epistle and the Gospel today are the same as the Mass of yesterday. On this very ancient liturgy of Ember Wednesday, we have the prophecy of Isaiah and the Gospel of St. Luke as we did yesterday, the Gospel of the Annunciation. These days which we celebrate now, Ember Wednesday, Ember Friday, and Ember Saturday, are older than any other liturgies we celebrate at this time. They go back to the earliest days of the Church. This we find, too, in the fact that they have a slightly different structure than other Masses. Today we have two lessons, and on Saturday we will have even more than that. And In fact, that was the traditional day for the ordination of all priests and also all the major and minor orders and there would be an ordination taking place after each lesson. <coughs> At this time of year, the Church proposes to us every day the words of her greatest prophet, the prophet Isaiah. As we were told earlier in Advent by St. Jerome, the first 12 chapters of Isaiah are meant to be read as one continuous prophecy of Christ, which of course I exhort you to do at this time of year. And we find that if we do read the prophet Isaiah at this time of year, like our fathers in the faith, we have difficulty sometimes distinguishing him from the words of the Gospels, so much so that they dare to call him the fifth evangelist. 
And it is the words of Isaiah which we hear today in the Mass, and in fact what we shall hear on Ember Friday is the same as the words of today's O Antiphon, O Radix Yese. We are told in the 11th chapter of Isaiah that there will be a, there shall come forth a rod, Virgam, out of the root of Jesse, and a flower shall rise up out of his root, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of fortitude, the Spirit of knowledge and of godliness, and he shall be filled with the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. We are told in that prophecy as well that he shall not judge according to the sight of the eyes, nor reprove according to the hearing of the ears. But he shall judge the poor with justice, and shall reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. And justice shall be the girdle of his loins, and faith the girdle of his reins. This root of Jesse, we are told today, stands as a sign for the people. You all know this verse of the hymn, O come, thou root of Jesse's tree, an ensign for thy people be. I prefer that you translate it more directly from the Latin and simply use the word sign. That is what we find in the text. We stas in signum populorum, thou who dost stand as a sign for the people. What is the sign that stands in the midst of the people? Our Lord identifies himself as the fulfillment of all the prophets, especially of this mysterious figure foretold by Daniel, the Son of Man. And our Lord tells us that we shall all see this sign of the Son of Man. We shall see it on the day of judgment, but we shall know it already. We have all seen this sign already. It is nothing else than the sign of our Savior affixed to the cross. All who look on this sign hold their tongue, for we are told that those who look on this sign weep, for they look and realize that they look on him whom they have pierced. This Savior, to whom he cried out yesterday to come to us with outstretched arm, we are now told will be before us as a sign, with his arms outstretched on the cross as the Savior whom we did not welcome, but rather whom we pierced, but who accepted to be pierced, to be placed on the cross for all of our sins. We realize that our sins are the reason for his coming, and yet we dare to beg for his coming, for we know this is the only means of salvation. We are invited to pray in this way. We know it is our own sins that have brought him to the cross, and yet we beg now for this root of Jesse, at long last to come, to come for the only purpose he could come, that is, as a savior, to die on the cross for the sins of all.